is this even gonna, how did you open your beer with this very carefully Jeez. It, is, it is a this timu bottle opener timu bottle is a it functions, I guess. Barely. Like the hole's not big enough. Or like, you yeah, know, that's a Is good. that what she said? <laughs> you tell me. Um, uh, she didn't say that. I know she didn't. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve. And this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. Podcast. Oh, is it not on? Podcast. That's going to be so annoying. It's not going to be so annoying. It already is. All right. This first ad was sent by Matt Carnavali. The Painted Player Guitar Company, TPP, Jack Bruce Fool 6 Tribute. About the guitar, this TPP, Jack Bruce Fool 6 Tribute has been produced by the Painted Player Guitar Company in the UK using a stunning Squire Classic Vibe Bass 6 modeled on Jack's original guitar and featuring classic 60s-inspired appointments, including Jaguar style tremolo tailpiece you have to say it that way because this is british mm. professionally hand painted with incredible vibrancy and detail this iconic companion piece to the eric clapton full sg was featured on disraeli gears and is a must-have for the dedicated fan uh, complete with free hard case at full asking price hard cases may vary and are available to order at additional cost with all best offer purchases but there is no obligation also, these guitars are listed as mint because uh, they have been professionally modified from their original factory condition, and as such, this store cannot list these guitars as new. So this is a, a Squire Classic Vibe Base Six that uh-huh. has had art done to it. The art, it, the art looks legit. Somebody arted it. Someone arted Somebody all over arted. this guitar. Oh, oops! I arted again, uh, and so. Their upcharge is basically like eighteen hundred dollars, nineteen hundred dollars. Because what what does the Squire Basics go for? I thought they were five hundred. Well, we'll call it five hundred, four ninety nine. And so, yeah, their their upcharge is uh, like seventeen hundred, seventeen fifty, seventeen hundred, somewhere around there for the art. I can't like. It's not a factory finish. Like you can see the you know the guitar that it's referencing was hand painted and hand had right, hand painted right. elements to it. Uh, and you have that here It's it's done very cleanly, but it's not like this is a pristine factory finish underneath a clear coat or anything like that. You can tell, excuse me, beer is hitting uh, my hiccup gland. <laughs> <laughs> you look so funny in that hat, Steve. <laughs> Uh, you can tell that it's you know hand brushed on top yeah. of the guitar the way that uh, the original the fool what was an it was an SG right well so there's painted. there is the um, the Clapton the fool this is the Jack Bruce right so it's I don't know if that it's necessarily like the original like this guitar existed oh so this was a, they 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 used a, J, a base six and it was yeah. painted this way okay i thought it was just oh, like so actually like on wikipedia for the fool it has a picture of both i just Clapton's learned something fg and 
this thing. You know, you got to what, what you got to do. Put it in the drive, Steve. Put it in the drive. Put it. So is this a full reproduction of that? Like, I mean, kind of. Yeah, it looks. It looks like they're doing it. It looks like that's the thing. So yeah, you're you're paying for a reproduction. I mean, they didn't change the pickups to one of them being slanted backwards, but. Sure, but they're they're going for a visual reproduction as far as the art goes yeah. on uh, the style of guitar. So there is that. Uh, yeah, I I think it's done well. I think they they did it well enough. I the colors all look really great and vibrant. Mm-hmm. It's doing the thing. I can't. I honestly can't say that that paint job isn't worth the money if that's. You know, if if you need to have that look in your life, if you need to complete the set, you've got the SG and you want to have the basics to go with it for your cream cover band. But there you go. You really think 20, 2200 is if someone asked me, I'm not a painter. I'm a graphic designer. Right. But if someone asked me to graphic design all these graphics to be printed onto something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd charge that much or, or more. Because the man hours involved here, like it's such a niche thing. Like, yeah. no, no one's going to be like, "Oh, I, I'm I'm shopping for a base six. This is the only one I can find, so I'm going to buy it." No, it's someone's shopping for this because they're looking for a reproduction for a certain look. Right. That's a very niche target audience for this. I think th- this is a rare moment where I'm like, "Yeah, I think the art is worth the price." That's what you're paying for the art. I wish I could find like a good picture of this because of the original i think the original oh that's not the original that's not the original there's a lot of tributes to this thing uh also when the painted player had sold one of these in the past for 1200 pounds so why is it 2200 now or is that the current conversion maybe that's the current conversion pounds to dollars i just literally put pounds uh 1200 this should, why is this 2200? This should only be like 16. I don't know, man. Maybe the price has gone down since the screenshot was taken. I don't know. Um, at six, it's weird. Like in my head, like I'm going to look at the picture of the original 1600 now. seems a lot more reasonable to me than 22. I mean, it's still a squire under there. Yeah. The art does look different in, in, uh, a handful of notable ways. It's not a perfect recreation. Which in which ways, Ryan? Well, this shoreline here is in a different style. The clouds are in a different style. Mm-hmm. The colors in the sky are different. Like there's there's certain little things that my eye is picking up on, like right. oh, that color is not right. Oh, that line doesn't go the right way. But they caught the vibe of it. They really did. Yeah. They captured yeah. the vibe of what's going on here. And so it's it's not a perfect reproduction. But I, I'm, it's in the ballpark. It's in the ballpark. No one's going to look at it that close. And I think the the labor involved to do this, yeah, I think is worth the price. Now, do what? Otherwise, do it yourself, and you're not gonna, unless you're good at painting. You're not gonna do it. Gibson reissued the SGs a while ago. Apparently, there was one. The first thing that comes up is one that's on reverb with a $5,000, buy it now. But then there's another one. Oh, that's an original one where somebody's asking for 35 grand, but that's well, from yeah. an actual 64. Um, 
but yeah, Gibson has uh, reissued these. Now, now Fender needs to get on the reissue game. Yeah, and then Fender and Gibson can work together on something. Finally, they can mend this broken relationship that we all imagine that they have, which they probably don't at all. They don't care about each other at all. I don't think Fender competes against Gibson. I don't think Gibson competes Mm. against Fender. Like they're very different brands with very different products, but finally something that they can come together on and properly reissue these two guitars together. The, do you know what the fool is? I didn't know this. It's a, it's a hand painted guitar for cream, right? But but like, do you know why it's called the Fool? Why? The Fool was a Dutch art collective. Oh, okay. The Dutch design collective and band in the psychedelic style of art in British popular music. But it's like a the original members were some Dutch people. Gotcha. So it's, it's a it's an art house. Yeah. Right. That's. I mean, that's the way. So. Their work includes the clothes worn by the Hollies, costumes for other people, stage costumes for Procol Harum, and then stage costumes and decoration instruments used by Cream, including Eric Clapton, Jack Bruce's bass, and Ginger Baker's drum kit. They also did the clothes for the All You Need Is Love television broadcast, the I Am The Walrus segment of the Magical Mystery Tour film, and a bunch of other stuff that I'm not going to go through. Go read Wikipedia. Read it on your own. I've been reading. I've been staring down. My chiropractor told me to stop looking at my phone, but I'm here doing research for y'all. Ruining his back for you. You're welcome. The viewer, the listener. What else do we, I don't like, I couldn't tell someone to charge less for this. Yeah. Because it's, it's a very involved art project here. I also just couldn't tell anybody to buy this. That that either. I don't, I, if I knew someone personally who went and bought this, I would be calling them the fool. Oh, (laughs) damn. Damn. (laughs) Burn. We're going to abuse that, aren't we? Oh, I didn't make timestamps last episode. That's, Who cares? I care. Steve, it's, it's going to be a lot more like, work for me. It's Christmas week. <laughs> we have to actually week. pay attention to the video. It's Christmas week. It's going to it's going to be New Year's week. Or This is going to be, the, this is always the loosest episode of the year where we're just like, who cares? Timestamps? Steve is wearing Timestamps matter to me. Ryan, I think that they're a good ad. Uh, We are drinking these, by the way. These are Founders French Toast Bastard. We we got these a couple episodes ago from Andrew. Last name withheld. That's right, because I don't remember it. Thank you Uh, for the beer, Andrew. But these are delicious. Oh, my gosh. French Toast Bastard from Founders. It's it's a dessert. Backwoods Bastard gets the full-fledged breakfast treatment. Our malty and rich bourbon barrel aged scotch ale is introduced to the essence of smooth maple, warm cinnamon, and notes of sweet vanilla uh, for an incredibly decadent brunch-inspired sipper. One taste, and you'd swear you were digging in your Sunday morning French toast. Breakfast for dinner, anyone? So sending us pod fuel, pod bev, Mm -hmm. is one way to support the show. Do you know another way to support the show, Ryan? With Patreon? With Patreon. If you want to support the show financially... And not beveragely. 
What are you doing? Patreon. Uh, one way for you to do that is <laughs> to head on over to patreon.com slash 60 cycle humcast, where for as little as $1 a month or $2 a month, if you respected Ryan's wishes from last week, or I'm just saying, if you're, if you're doing a dollar a month, double up, think about it or whatever amount you feel like giving on a monthly or yearly basis, uh, you can sign up for our Patreon. We do have uh, everybody who signs up, they get their name in the scroll at the end of the episode and also get their name in the scroll when you do Patreon uh, supported videos. And uh, at the $5 and above levels, I have a couple different swag packs that I will send out to people. I mean, uh, we just got so a ton does. of straps in yeah. from the premier guitar thing that Steve's going to get. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. You want straps? Congratulations. Steve's going to hook They're you gonna, up. The next four people to join at the, uh, no, three. You only, we only have, we got three straps from that. The next three people to join the uh, inner circle level or higher will get a strap. You know, it's really hard to put a hat on over headphones. You just need the right hat, Ryan. So head on over to patreon.com. Ryan, this episode is also brought to you by Stringjoy. That's right, Steve. I've got a pack of strings right here from Stringjoy. You're wearing a captain's hat, but Scott is the captain over at Stringjoy, and he wants you to know that these strings are made in Nashville, Tennessee. And what's they're Blake? just great. What's Blake's rank? Skipper. Blake no, is- no, Blake is uh Blake is Gilligan. <laughs> That's not a rank. That's it's an a, individual a character from he's a television show. He's a commander. I don't know. I don't know anything. You have about a captain and a commander. I got navy in my family. My grandpa was a uh, navy naval battleship captain. Mm-hmm. My granddad was a uh, naval fighter jet pilot. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what goes on in the navy. <laughs> I don't know what any of those people, what their positions are called. If Scott is the captain of string joy, then Blake would be probably like the XO. All right. The executive officer. I'll take your word for it. And Scott is the commanding officer, but maybe Scott is the commanding officer and Blake is like the fourth class petty officer. And all he does is swab the deck. He swabs that deck. Anyway, if you want to get a great set of strings, head on over to Stringjoy using the link down below in the description. And when you check out using code HUM, you get 10 percentage points off of your price. In a lot of states, that means you are not paying. Well, you're still paying sales tax, but, but it's kind of like it's kind of like your sales tax. Yeah, yeah. So, and also, if you fun. use our link, that's an affiliate link, and we might get a couple bucks if yep. you buy strings. So, there's always that nice little perk. There. What next, Steve? This ad was sent by Robert McDowell. Oh my it's gosh! Called Man Made. I teased this one on our uh, on our Instagrams and TikToks uh, a week and a half ago or so because I showed it to my wife as I was looking at it. This is from Big Bob's Guitars in Middleton, Middletown, Ohio. Here's a one of a kind luthier made unique piece from a well known Dayton, Ohio luthier, Mark Kaiser. Uh, the time put into this custom-made guitar and all of the best materials make this an incredible find. Great book match top. Plays and sounds great with a cool one-of-a-kind look. Never played anywhere but home. Doesn't have strap buttons installed even. I will ship in a hard shell case in continental United States for a flat $85. I 
think it's very funny that there is no commentary in the description of this guitar to talk about the description of this guitar. Right. The fact that it's, uh, it's got titties and butts on it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I showed the, I showed this to my wife and her only response was a man made that. Oh, I already moved that out of there. If you, you're, there's another thing. Well, in I there. moved it again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you move it too? Yeah. I oh my guess. gosh, we, we were all moving it. There was there was a wrong screen grab. What oh my the, god, did you look at the headstock? Yeah, I looked at the headstock, Steve. Ugh. It gets worse. <laughs> it's probably like one of the more functional shapes we've seen from a tits and ass guitar before. <laughs> And I do, I, uh, to, to, to say a few positive things, I do like those knobs. And I don't mean that, in, that, that I like that they're, they represent nipples, but like, look, look at that. Like, it's a, oh, little, that's interesting. It's a neat knob. I just thought they were like kind of standard fender dome knobs. No, I wonder, very, uh, I wonder if those are custom or if they got them yeah, somewhere. You think that if they were custom, they would have made them more nipply. Cause they're just kind of, they're probably off of like some kind of like piece of equipment. They're not a st- like a normal guitar. Part, right. Right. But there's a lot of knobs. Um, back when I was working in a lab, I started like whenever we would decommission, when he co- was working in the lab late yeah. one night when we would decommission equipment, I would take all of the knobs off of them. And I just have like a bag full of knobs at home. Nice. I've never used for anything. I just have them. So I want to see these knobs, Steve. Yeah. Are they good knobs? I don't know. They're knobs. Show me your knobs. <laughs> so, um, how much do they want for this? I don't know. I don't care. Eight hundred dollars. It's a thousand dollar price drop. Oh my gosh. Uh this is That's top- not a good sign when you have to drop something a thousand dollars. I don't even, I don't, I don't know what to say about this. Say you're aroused. I'm, I'm definitely not. (laughs) It's not, it doesn't feel like something arousing. It's, it almost feels like when you see like statues from like the carvings from the Paleolithic area, area, pale, paleo, am I going to be Paleolithic era, Paleolithic era where it's like oh here's someone in a cave carved out uh, a very motherly woman like it's got that motherly woman element to it where it's like i feel like this guy made this instead of going to therapy (laughs) maybe oh my god (laughs) he had some he had some mommy stuff to work through but there's some like very odd like this is clearly designed to be sexual I, I, Which I guess you could argue that those like ancient cave Venus. Well, they, I think were, they were, those were meant to be hot. Were, were meant to be sexual. Like right. those are fertility goddesses. I think this is, this is what happens when men try to produce art that's sexy. Sometimes they just represent anatomy. <laughs> like, Oh, Hey, here's just a big pile of anatomy. This is, this is what I found. right arouses me there's just i mean like like, there's a breast there's a butt uh you you've got a vaginal thing going on the headstock here like uh well you know the 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 input jack is right 
in the middle of the butt. Oh, uh, it's it's yeah. The ba- the back plate for the control, presumably the control. Why is that back plate there? Because that's that where the output pl- jack is. Oh, that's how they right. That's how they set up the output jack. Right through that back there's plate. The, there's the yeah, output yeah, jack yeah, yeah. right there and in the that, crack. Yeah, that back plate is is a landing strip. Where's is there strap button? You know who we need. You know who we should have just pocketed this ad for Gearfest. We need Ben Eller for this ad. What would Ben say about this? Ad? I don't know, but I think he would have like the perfect WWBS. <laughs> what would what Ben, would ben say? say? Um, <laughs> I just I think he would know all of the right words, and we would not have to think hard about it. We can bring it. We can. He's do- in a band called Skank Banger, man. <laughs> Lucy, I didn't know the yeah. name of his band. That's like his 80s, 80s Wow, Skank Banger. Yeah. Amazing. That's what it's called. You know what I really hate about this? What? The quilted maple. <laughs> ugh, 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 gross. That's just a... That's, that, Yuck. That's, that's not quilted maple, man. That's it's flame. That's cellulite. Is it? Oh, shut up. <laughs> Come on. I thought you meant celluloid. It's not oh. celluloid. Come on, That's, Steve. That was an, the intentional design. That's why they went with this uh, this quilted maple to represent. Uh, I don't know. I'm just. It's just getting worse. I don't like looking at this. Why did you pick this ad? Because it's it felt so obvious. It felt obvious. Yeah, we, it's obviously can we both. Bad. Can we both agree that Robert McDowell's not going to win this week? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Sorry. So it's down Sorry, to Robert. Matt Carnivali. And later in the ad, we will have an ad from Eric Rosenbaum. Robert, it's, it's anybody's game at this point. And by anybody, I mean two guys. You, ma- you made us cringe, and that is something, but it will not get you the win this time. I mean, functionally, this is a guitar. Yes, Ryan, it is. You are correct. Functionally, sir. this is a guitar. It looks like it's competently made. It looks like the, all the details are fairly clean. $800. I couldn't say that it's not worth $800. No, you couldn't. As far as build quality goes. It's there's, a, there's no description of what the hell there is, what's going on here, like parts-wise either. The bridge looks unique. I'll give it that. I don't know what that bridge is off of. It's it's a tailpiece. Uh, it's a bridge-tailpiece combo wrap around but it's got intonatable saddles i don't know what that is like that there are ways to make not just guitars but art carved objects imagery incredibly sexual and sensual without it just being a pile of dismembered body parts <laughs> this is like, like okay we got tits we got a butt We've got a vagina thing on the headstock. Uh, it's a penis on the headstock. You think that's a penis on the headstock? That's a penis, man. You think that's supposed to be a vag? Yeah. No, that's a penis, dude. I don't think that's a penis. That's totally Vote penis. down below. Penis or vagina. Oh, my gosh. Is Let Ro- us know in the is comment Robert section. Back in the com- is he back on it since we're fighting about whether or not this is a penis or a vagina? <laughs> it's it's got I don't know what kind of. I, my penis doesn't look like that. It's a pointed shaft and you know, if you, head. If you watch, I'm not, I, I think it, it's meant to represent just the, the pubic area of a lady there. Uh, and they, he didn't know how to incorporate it into the guitar. So he put no. it on the headstock. No. It does, then it doesn't make any sense. Cause it's like, you got a body and then you just got this random thing over here, 27 inches or whatever away from the rest of the body. For those of you out there who are interested, this episode's already off the rails. Uh, 
those of you who are interested, if you watch this show long enough, by process of elimination, you will you will be able to deduce what my penis does look like. And I'm giving you a hint right now, it doesn't look like this. There's a chance that maybe it looks like Steve's. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. Oh, man. Let's play, Let's play. Penis, penis or Vagina. <laughs> This is the episode that gets the entire channel deleted from YouTube. We're starting all over in 2024. Yeah, we're going to need to start from scratch after this one. Oh, Ryan. Oh, this is almost our 10-year anniversary, what's, Steve. What's new, man? You got anything for what's new? Uh, uh, Vulture Shock might be back. Oh, right. You were telling me about this on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, a couple of weeks ago, the the band broke up over text, apparently, and it was uh, what it, it, it apparently what it was was the bass player leaving, and uh, him and then then you know there there's there's heads being butted together and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. I still really haven't fully pieced it together, but then uh, a few weeks after that, the singer and the drummer are like, so are we gonna? <laughs> <laughs> like hold tryouts for another basis. Yeah. And I was like, I've already started. I've already started to join a, a different band, but okay. I guess I still technically have time. Like yeah, both your singer and your drummer have been texting me, begging me to play bass in the band. <laughs> I'm negotiating my rate still. Well, interestingly, we, this past weekend, we, we did have, uh, we did have tryouts. <laughs> For, we had we had three bases show up. What is this? A uh, adult baseball league? Apparently, apparently. Oh yeah, we need tryouts. And and what does a tryout for a base player look like? I, I I have to imagine it's also like adult baseball. Can't the the threshold is can't what is the what is the base player equivalent? This sounds so insulting. What is the base player equivalent to? Can you throw a strike? Uh, can you find a place in the song? Yeah. Like can, that's it. Can like, you hold four on the floor? <laughs> can you follow our drummer? Yeah. That's that is. <laughs> well, is your drummer good or bad? He's good. He's busy, but he's good. Okay. I don't have any problems with the drummer whatsoever, but like, he's definitely not a, 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 a hard four or on the floor dance beat kind of guy. Right. Like he's doing fluttery stuff on the bass drum and stuff. Okay. Uh, but we had three bassists. Mm hmm show up anyone to, we know uh no and then we had one guitarist show up because they they were like to play bass to play guitar okay. because the the singer had been playing some back uh, oh, guitar okay. here and there and he really just wants to sing mm -hmm. so right off the bat the guitarist that showed up excellent fantastic he jumped right into it he was seeing the parts i was playing mm -hmm. and he, he i was like hey you take my part i want to have some fun he would just do it <laughs> or he would come up with a new part and be like okay. that's perfect we're all looking at each other like this guy's got it this is it this is the guy uh-huh and then first bass player that we that we tried out i we believe were, we, the, i believe it's called the first bass man <laughs> first bass man uh we gave each of them a, 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 like 30 40 minutes or something like that and then rotated him out i know good god 
What's the problem? That's a long time. We played a couple songs. Like it's like we played songs and hang, hung out a little bit. We we rented a practice space for like three hours. Are you? Is this a like a fish cover band? You played two songs or forty minutes? No, we had like four songs picked out, and we were just running through things and experimenting stuff. Uh, All and, right. And All so right. he was trying to get way too jazzy. Like he was like mm-hmm. trying to do everything on a third. Like he like the song was in a like. The song was like in a minor and he's trying to play everything in a major third. And it like, it didn't feel right. Uh, he had an amazing beard though. Just incredible. Great, big, bushy beard. Okay. Uh, so then the next two guys for the, 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 second guy, Irish guy, amazing Irish accent. And yeah. And it turns out he actually contacted me before we went in. Cause uh, the, uh, the singer, he put up the ad and he put, our Instagram. Right. Yeah. For 60 yeah, cycle yeah. Hum to show like who's in the band. You put the Instagrams of everyone. So you put in 60 cycle hums, Instagram. And, uh, the guy hit me up and he's like, Hey, I, are you, are you really in this band? I'm in an audition. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I am. And he's a viewer and you know, listener. Okay, so maybe yeah. he's watching right now. He, at the end of, of him auditioning, he handed me this homemade pedal that he makes. He actually oh, cool. makes bass guitars. I'll, I'll track down, uh, his, his bass business and I'll put some stuff up here, but he's a local guy who makes bass guitars, but this is like a, uh, a rotary tone selector oh, thing that he made. I still need to plug it in and passive, try it like a passive tone. selector. yeah, a passive tone selector. Thing. Awesome. So he was familiar with me and the show. Mm-hmm. Then the next bassist came in and he's like, Hey, I love the show. <laughs> and, then, and then the guitarist was like, Oh, you do like a podcast, right? So like three out of four of the guys that audition, as far as I'm concerned, like they're in the band. You know? Why don't you start a band with those guys? <laughs> <laughs> two bassists and another guitarist if you Sounds get, like a great band if you if you get all of them in the band then you can vote the other vulture shock guys out of the band but also like be vulture shock also the two the two uh, other original guys in vulture shock are both older than me right these two n- newer guys are younger than me as far as mm-hmm. i can tell so mm-hmm. now i'm right in the middle i'm not the young guy in the band anymore and i'm not the old guy in the band right i'm right in the middle you're right in the middle yeah have you ever been the middlest guy in a band before? I don't know. Were you always the oldest? I think I'm. I think I'm the oldest. You were the oldest. I think I'm always the bands the we were in the two bands we were yeah. in. You were the oldest. So anyway, I don't know if you're the oldest in in Dinosaur Ghosts, I guess. Um, I'm pretty sure I am. Oh, okay. I don't think Ariel or Mitch are older. I don't know how old either of them were. I think I always thought Mitch was younger than us. I think they're both. I like, say, even though I think you're, I know you're a cu- three years older than I am. So I always imagine Ariel was in the middle of us. I don't maybe. Know. I, I don't know, man. I don't remember anybody's ages or names or. Well, that seems like <laughs> a lot of days. You're going to be in two bands. Well, technically three. Three bands. Because I got Dinosaur Ghost. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're, we're going to play uh, Winter Surf Fest in Anaheim in uh, early February. If anyone oh, wow. is in that area and wants to come watch us play, we're going to play with Slack Tone, which is a, a decently up there surf band. So that'll cool. be fun. Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, and then the, the other band, still trying to figure that out. Like we're all the bands are like taking breaks for, for holiday season. Yeah. So maybe I'll find out how much trouble I'm in. When we get into February and everyone wants to practice all of a sudden. Yeah. You're going to have a <laughs> practice on Monday, practice on Tuesday, right. practice on Thursday. I think it's, I think it's because, uh, Vulture Shock, we were renting a practice space, yeah. which costs money. So we were motivated to like, we got to practice every week. Right. We're, we're going to do like just 
you you rent it by the hour sort of things for the time being. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, we don't need to practice every week. That's stupid. Like I'm, I'm kind of hoping for an every other week sort of situation. Right. <laughs> we'll see right. what actually happens in practice. You know. Well, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Either way, I'm that's in three, a lot of fun. I'm in three bands all of a sudden. Yeah. All right. Fine. <laughs> and I'm still like trying to figure out like if that like gothy new wavy band is, is going to pan out for me. Like I'm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. still on the fence a little bit, but now we have this big Christmas break holiday break thing going on. So like maybe they'll take the break and be like, uh, that was a lot of fun, but we don't need Ryan. Yeah. That Ryan guy is not working out. He's a bit much. <laughs> I'm definitely the older guy in that band. <laughs> like they all feel like they're maybe like at least five to six years younger. Have any me. of these bands asked you to sing? No, and they should not. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, thank you. I tried to sing. I was like, for the, for the gothy one, I was like trying to sh- like demonstrate something. And I tried to like sing along to it to show what I was talking about. Right. And I was like, I am not a singer. I used to be like, I used to do like punk rock vocals and stuff. I cannot. I'm not a singer. Right. Yeah. I was going to be that I ever, The fact that I ever sang is an embarrassment. That's not true. You were fine. You were passable. That's passable. Passable for the genre. All right. It worked. Yeah. All right. What do you have new, Steve? I bought a thing, Ryan. What? Steve, you bought something? I actually already know about this, but here it comes. I bought. I made him explain this to a me. Pedal train one. But Steve, what did you pay? That looks like an expensive pedal board. I paid, I paid over asking price, almost twice as much. I paid almost twice the asking price for what this. Is that, like forty percent used more? pedal board. I paid forty percent. No, I paid sixty six percent more than the asking price. I bought this for five dollars. That's a $5 pedal board, $5 pedal board. So here is the takeaway. One, I think that should be the price of pedal train pedal boards. Anyways, this, <laughs> this goes back to a thing we were talking about a few weeks ago when we talked about pedal boards, if you can get a pedal train for any, pe- I would say if you can get any size pedal train for under $20, you should just buy it. Don't ask questions. Just buy it. Uh, it's the, like bud dry. Don't ask why. Yeah. Um, but the I f- saw this, uh, so the story to me is fun. To other people, might not be as fun. But I'm going to tell the story anyway. Let's I see went, if you're better at storytelling than I, I am because I was on, a mess. I went on a, I think it was last Saturday. I went on a run. So I'm running around my neighborhood. I see uh, some garage sales going, and I look over, and I'm almost past the garage. Whenever I see garage sales, I just look to see if they have vinyl. Mm-hmm. But I'm running. So like I'm on, yeah. I'm trying You're to on the run. I'm, I'm trying to exercise, but I see this pedal train. And I was like, Oh, hold on. So I, I stop and I go, I'm like out of breath. I'm like, Hey, uh, you got that pedal, th- pedal train down there. And the guy's like, Oh yeah. The pedal thing. I was like, yeah. Um, do you have any other music gear? And they're like, no. And I was like, Oh, well like how much for the pedal train? And I'm thinking they're going to be like 30 bucks or whatever. Like, and the lady comes over and she's like three and I was three. like, three, three. And that's a, like, that's a real garage like, sale. Three. And I, cause I had my headphones in. So I thought I misheard her. Right. She's like three. I was like, okay. Um, I live down the street. I got to like go back to my house. I I'm clearly running. Did you run faster than you were previously? No, running? I finished. I did it normal. Cause I was like already like 
pretty worn out at that point. So I went back like half an hour later, uh, but I could only get a, I only had a five. So I went and I was like, I was like, I'm, I came back. They're like, Oh, the pedal train. And I was like, yeah. And I handed the guy five bucks and he, and I grabbed the pedal train and he's like, Oh, let me get you change. And I was like, nah, it's cool. I was and like, then you ran away. I was like, this is a good, no, I was in my car at that point. Oh, okay. I was like, this is a good deal. Um, I tried to do the same thing at another garage sale where they had an RSA, which is like an eighties brand um, carpeted. I think it was a six space rack unit, a rack unit, like a rack unit. All right. You were going to buy a rack unit. Um, Well, I wasn't going to buy a rack unit, but what I wanted to know is if there were any racks in the rack unit or if they had any rack gear also for sale. Um. So I looked around and they basically had the, if they had rack rack gear, I would have also bought the rack case and the the rack gear possibly. Uh, But because they did not have any rack gear, I did not even inquire for the price, but that would have been more of like a flip situation. Right. Totally. Like this is, this is something where I'll just throw this on the floor of my room. And, and now I can assemble bigger pedal boards than what I can on a PT junior. Sure. Um, so this is, again, this is like super cool. Five bucks. All I'm saying Five bucks guys, all I'm saying is, uh, all of the exercise I've been doing for the last like few months, it finally paid off. Uh, I has not paid off in my, in terms of my physical health, but I did get a pedal board for $5. <laughs> That's the story. Ryan, now everyone's going to want to go out and check out garage sales and all those deals are going to get snatched up. Well, it's only going to work out for you if you run around your neighborhood. You have to run. It's like it has to be organic. You can't be looking for it. Run. Don't walk to your closest garage sales. Score great deals on pedal boards. I mean, you can walk like if that's all you're capable of doing, like that's fine. Like do the exercise that meets your fitness level. If I wasn't freaked out about people finding out where I live and stalking me and stuff like that, I would do a garage sale of all the gear that I want to get rid of. Oh, that'd be wild. Ryan. Yes, Steve. This episode is brought to you by Chase Bliss. That's right, Steve. Right now, I am modifying your voice with the Mood Mark II. That's right. I don't really know what's happening. That's why Ryan's turning the knobs. All I'm going to say is this is clearly a pedal that's more creative than I am. That's a tremolo. That's like tremolo. And if you want to make crazy sounds like this, head over to chasebliss.com. Thanks, Chase Bliss, for sponsoring our show and letting us do shenanigans like this with your pedals. I don't know why we never thought about doing this sooner. Also, I stole this idea from Blake at the Tone Mob. So thanks, Blake. Appreciate you. Uh, and if anyone's wondering, we're using a boost mate from uh, Tonecraft. We're using a boost mate. Uh, and about like five other cables to make this work. All right, we're done. Episode. It's still saying episode. <laughs>
Because that, that was like that was the initial sample was the episode. Right, that was fun, and everything else was just a delay. That was fun. It's only I'm, worth all the I'm cables. Really glad we stole that idea from Blake. Thanks for coming up with that idea, Blake. Um, it's a good one. Ryan, do you have a topic for this week? No. So we're just going to go through all the topics. Let's suggestions. do it. This is the day after Christmas. Happy holidays. If you're listening, if you're there with us, welcome to the to the wildness. I hope you had a good weekend. We have 31 comments on my topic call out. All right. Let's do this. Noah Barnett asked, do y'all have haulers in California and why not? What's a hauler? A hauler is like a specific. So it's actually in the, someone asked what the hauler is and a hauler is like a, I mean, you can, it is a small valley area between two peaks. Usually has a Creek running through where people live. It's an Appalachian term, not as big as a cove and not really big enough yeah, to be a so, real valley. So this is a problem is like we don't really have haulers here because everything we have is like way big. But I suppose like Rose Canyon is almost a hauler. Except I bet we canyon. have I bet you can find a hauler yeah, around here. You probably do. The the real the real problem is finding those those like waterways that i think like the, I, we have canyons and canyons are too big to be haulers i think the the real problem is that uh developers don't look at spaces like that because they want to they want to plop down 200 yeah, homes at fair. a time so they're not looking at a, a a little like ravine with a flat space in the middle to to throw a couple homes yeah let's so we see. and we just leave those spaces to be like canyon spaces like natural areas and stuff but I, yeah, I've never heard of anything around here being called a hauler. Let's see. Geography, hauler, meaning this. Yeah, it says the word cove describes those narrow creek valleys that in other parts of the Appalachians, often in western North Carolina, are called hollows or haulers. But the thing is, is again, like that's also a problem because we think of coves as like as like tiny bays, like on the west. Coast, yeah, we, I, when you say bay. when you say cove, I'm thinking it's in the ocean. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think if we have anything particular around here where I would be like, oh, that could be that would be a hauler if it was in in the. I south think if you something. get, I think if you go around through like the older areas of La Jolla, probably areas of like San Marcos and El Cajon, I bet you can find some things that resemble haulers. Yeah, yeah, I you know what um. There are offshoots. I bet there's haulers up in like Alpine. Here's what I would say is there's offshoots um, of San Clemente Canyon that that are like fingers of the San sure. Clemente Canyon going into Claremont that you could probably make arguments for them being haulers. Okay. They're just very like small. They're just finger canyons, but they have the, the, a lot of them have a water feature. Sure. Uh, at least when it rains, they have a water feature. You could probably make that argument. Brad Sullivan says how rock and roll is not rock and roll without horns. That's called ska. Rock and roll with horns is yeah, called ska. That's just ska. Is Chicago a ska band? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My favorite ska song is 25 or 6 to 4. Uh, yeah, when, I was, when I was a teenager and I was telling my dad about ska because he hadn't heard about it, he was like, you mean like Chicago? Yeah. I'm like, no, dad, not like Chicago. Yeah. I remember listening to Chicago and thinking like, wait, is this ska? <laughs> is this like proto-ska? <laughs> yeah, like Chica Chicago is prototype ska. 
The people who love Scar, like getting the dude. Pitchforks. I was like a kid. I didn't know. I just it was rock music with horns. They're getting the pitchforks because they're like Scar is actually from the '60s and Chicago's from blah blah blah. Like we know, we know. Yeah, we're talking about we're talking right. about third wave. All right. <laughs> not fourth wave uh taylor swift it's her birthday says Haley smith oh that's what's uh, going on my my sister is in the other room uh watching uh her uh wait, is it really today's taylor swift's birthday today's her birthday apparently happy birthday taylor swift how did how did we not know this happy birthday taylor swift happy birthday taylor swift happy birthday Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor. <laughs> All right, what's next? Um, uh, Michael Krause says, Muzak slash Hold Music today in Home Depot. They were playing Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue. The grocery store I have, I go to has played Dio. Do I live in some bizarre heavy metal dystopian suburb? Do kids today think that music is as boring as Muzak? What's the weirdest music you've heard played as background music? Wait, so so it was the actual song then? It wasn't like a... Because I've heard like elevator music versions of like... No, they were just playing songs that you could hear on classic rock radio. Oh, weird. It's probably like Holy Diver or something like yeah. that. No, because I'm thinking of like, have you ever been in an elevator and all of a sudden it's like the flute and it's like... It's like doing do, 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 do. And you're like, this is the flute version right, of right. war pigs right <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think it means like that. in home depot they just play music yeah and then they play really obnoxious sounds and like walls of static in between it what like i the the, the pa system in home depot always is just the most obnoxious thing <laughs> it makes me want to run out of there sometimes <laughs> like these hard loud clicks and stuff yeah. and someone yells and then you hear the static screeching and then like some song being played and it sounds mm -hmm. like it's being played through broken speakers. Like it's, it's, it's hell. Home it Depot. sounds like hell. Home Depot. Why are you hell? Like stop doing it. More like hell Depot. Right? <laughs> you got him good, Ryan. I don't know about weirdest music you've played as background music, but I discovered, uh, 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 low straight jackets, a surf band called low straight jackets. Okay. Uh, because they were being played their, their cover of my heart will go on by Celine Dion was being played over the speaker system in a now defunct Mexican restaurant here in San Diego. It was being played in Fens. Remember Fens? Yeah. 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 Fens is the fish taco restaurant that should have been Rubio's because it was better. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Fens is way better um, than Rubio's. I can't speak to that, but what I will say is I was in a, a Circle K the other day and they were just playing background, you know, background music. And normally I think they just play the radio in there. Mm. But uh, whoever was working that shift decided to play their own music. Um, A solid choice. And they were playing an unedited version of the song Toot It and Boot It. Um, I don't know that one. And which is whatever. Like if that's your music of choice, it's fine. It's it's a quite vulgar Mm. tooted and booted is like hit it and quit it um but the thing that was the icing on the cake of it is uh this was on the way home from going to my parents house with my entire family so i was inside the circle k like kind of i like to stop at this circle k walk around uh because i get tired 
And I was in there buying snacks with my 14 year old while this song is playing about basically like, I think there's a line in it uh, of the song. That's like, she wanted to fuck. So we fucked. And my 14 year old and I are just like, that's poetry. And she, but she's like, they can play this here. I'm like, I guess. And then we just were laughing the rest of the time. Like we could not take it seriously. Like we could not seriously shop for gummy bears. When I worked in grocery, uh, the night crew would come in and they, you know, they close the doors, the store would shut down and I was doing like closing yeah, stuff, yeah. be there for another hour and a half, two hours or something like that working with night crew. And, uh, what they would do is they would take the intercom uh-huh. and they would jam a paperclip into the button to hold the button down oh, and then they okay. would put it in front of like a little stereo and just like play whatever, wow. whatever music they wanted all night long. Night crew people. Respect. You lost your hat, Steve. Uh, I'm not going to fetch it. Night crew people are the real ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's one time a I saw line of work. one time I saw a night crew guy break every bone in his foot because <laughs> he was pissed off at something and he tried to kick a cardboard box as hard as he could because he thought it was empty. And it was not. It wasn't empty. Ugh. It was full of cans. That's like, that's terrifying. Yeah. It was horrific. Night crew people, the salt of the earth. Yeah. I love you. All right. What's the next question for us, Ryan? Uh, Daniel Sporma posted a link to kiss saying farewell because they're going to become virtual avatars. Who cares? They've all, they've been virtual avatars for 40 years. (laughs) This, this, this is my instinct. 50 years. When did they start? They're converting that they they've made these digital avatars of themselves that are super like cartoony and like leaning into the fantasy of their outfits and stuff like that. Yeah. Like if, what I'm imagining, they've turned themselves into NFTs. Because, like, w- w- I'm sure in the mind of Gene Simmons, he's like, "Oh yeah, people are going to go to these virtual concerts, and it's going to be the most popular virtual concert ever, and people are going to pay all this money to go see it." I'm going to pay five dollars to watch them play a song at the county fair. Like, and it's and it was it's going to be inside <laughs> a trailer that you go inside of, and there's like a virtual. Uh, you sit down, and there's a screen that goes around you. You don't think and you pe- get to, you get to sit there and watch them play a song? You don't like, think people are going to pay for virtual kiss? I think some people will, but I think eventually, I think looking 10 years down the road, 15, 20 years down the road, there's just going to be these, these like trailers that roll into carnivals and stuff. Like, who do you want to watch? Right. It it takes five tokens. Like, who do you want to watch? What song? Let me ask this question. Uh Uh-huh. This incarnation of virtual kiss, are, are they just playing like, is this like, they're just playing tracks? Yeah. Excuse me. Are these like animations over a track? Right. So is this like, what do they call it? Uh, Japan is like really big with this, right? Like, right. The, like with the Miku, Miku Hatsune Miku well, they, and all right that. now they have a, they have one with, with ABBA. Whereas really, but it's like they, they digitally recreated them as they were in the seventies. Okay. But it's like they motion captured the musicians moving about like a couple of years ago, but then reanimated them with skins that make them look young. All right, so like people, all right. people are legitimately, okay. So here's the thing. Kiss. If you're watching Gene Sims, if you're watching right now, yeah. uh, Gene's a big fan. I'm sure. I know. I know. Uh, we get fan mail from him all the time. Um, can you imagine Gene Simmons writing fan mail to anyone but himself? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get an email. Dear Ryan and Steve, this is Gene Simmons. I was, a, I was a big fan, but not so much yeah. anymore. Uh, and then he would send us a box full of, kiss condoms or whatever so anyways we're talking about abba 
Yes. People are paying big money to go to this virtual concert to watch ABBA. And it apparently supposed to be spectacular for ABBA fans. Um, ABBA fans are nuts. Yeah. Like kiss fans are, are one thing. ABBA fans are like on a, a, a different level of nuts. Sure. It could be a terrible show and it's going to be a religious experience for them. Okay. Uh, so you don't think kiss I don't has think, that? I don't think, I think, Kiss has a fandom, but I think they want to see the real thing. They want to smell the pyrotechnics. They want to right. they want to feel the heat of of the pyrotechnics. They want to see the sweat. I don't think I don't think they're that prove me wrong, Kiss fans. I don't think they're that dedicated that they're gonna go watch a cartoon show and and call it a concert. Do you think okay, this is a and that's me giving high praise to Kiss for not already being a cartoon show in right. their life. This is kind of uh, this is kind of I where, like cartoons, where I would want to go with this. I guess this would be the question: um, if a band, I, I I guess I I don't know how to frame this because my thought is like when you go to see a band, you want to see a band, but what you're describing is a thing that I know exists where it's like, when you want, when you go see ABBA or virtual ABBA, whether it's real ABBA or virtual ABBA, part of the experience is, is being in the space of the fandom and listening to the music in that space with the fandom. It's the whole reason. Honestly, it's the whole reason we, we talked about this. Like, I don't remember how long ago, it's the whole reason that the the emo night nostalgia, sure. you know, people are going into into House of Blues and having emo raves where a DJ is just playing 20-year-old taking back Sunday songs. You're not seeing the band. You're seeing like the lead singer of a boy sets fire favorite 12 emo songs from 20 years ago. It's weird. I don't get it. But so where I'm going with this is like for ABBA, I think the experience of being in that space with other ABBA fans is a palpable, describable being thing. Being there with other fans, sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I don't, I don't, I don't, and I think what you're saying is that Kiss fans, you don't think have, they want, they want to experience the physical presence of the band more than they want to, uh, experience the spiritual connection of the fandom. You know what this, this sort of thing would be great for what as like the in-between show of like a festival while they're striking the stage and setting something else up behind the, the screens that have oh, okay. virtual yeah. characters. So it's like, Oh now a performance for a virtual kiss. And you get like, you get like four songs, 20 minutes while they're striking the stage yeah. and bring new stuff out. You know, some, some of this, like when you first read it, I was thinking like, did you just describe gorillas? But gorillas are an actual band. They perform they're just, while they're doing their yeah, thing. Yeah. They just have, like they project the avatars. No, on this the is going to be recordings. Yeah. Hmm. It's not going to, there's not going to be performers there doing the thing. I, I don't like it, but I mean, I guess get your bag. Gene. Yeah, I wa- I saw the, I saw the videos of it and like, 
it looks like very highly polished, high tech bowling transition animation. Oh no. No, it's like, but I, I don't mean that in like the style of it. Like it looks like really well animated. Oh, okay. But it's like, I feel like that's how I would feel watching it. Right. I'd be like, this is a bowling animation of this song where like, yeah, like there's the characters of the band members, but they're being full cartoons are flying around. Gene has demon wings, you know, like, they, like it's, there's you know, like, it's, it's, it's a cartoon show. And it's going to be like a full, like two hour thing or whatever. I don't, it's it's going to be a full performance because, because now that you've described it that way, like there are contexts where that works, where I would have, I've ne- I, I haven't been to one in the, I, the last time I saw them, I think was like 15 years ago, Uh huh. but I could a, imagine that this happens at like an Aquabats show before, like when the, when the uh, opening act is off the stage and they've packed up and they've loaded all the Aquabats gear on that before the Aquabats all run out on stage, they play like a five minute Aquabats right, like, intro sort of thing. Yeah. The animated yeah. Aquabats show as an intro song to the band and then the band runs out and they're like so it's like you it's like it's like watching like a a light like bozo the clown you watch the cartoon intro or whatever and then bozo runs out kind right, of thing right, right. you know we have we're, everyone our age is familiar with bozo the clown all the midwestern folks are just flipping out right now that i know who bozo the clown is i know who he is too but it's I like know. i didn't grow up with him i did how i we had wgn right. so i watched it I was I like, what is that? Another okay. thing, or like a difference between, like that is a class divide <laughs> in like our generation. Yeah. I had, was like, whether you grew up with cable or you grew up with antenna. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We had, we had basic cable. So no Disney, but we had WGN. Basic cable. I had four channels and one of them was PBS. That's you know? because you're, <laughs> that's because there was sin on those other channels. No, it's because my parents were cheap. They were protecting you from PG-13 films. Uh, cable's too expensive. What's the point? That's, and to be fair, the screen was this big when I was a kid. So, like, whatever. Who cares? All uh, right. What's I the, didn't need to watch Bozo. Ryan, what's the next, what's the next question? Oh, yeah. Um, do we even deserve to live stream? Obviously not, because that's not what we're doing yeah, right we're not now. live streaming. Uh, that was a question from Sean McCartney. Seth Stewart asked, I'd like to hear you guys talk about the difference between amp classes. Uh, well, the in the introductory amp class, it's right. like solid uh, state. And they basically amp class give you, know. you like a kit and kind of describe what the different parts do. Mm-hmm. Um, in amps 201, it's like a tweed champ circuit. Like it's pretty basic. I like in, in, um, uh, in, in 401. Like you start getting into using the loops and stuff like yeah. that. Like you use the effect loop uh, and then you start getting into uh, mic placement and stuff. Right. Uh, usually like for your graduate thesis and amps, uh, a lot of people like to do a hand wired, like triple rectifier kind of a right, deal. Right, yeah. It's like really big and dumb, but that's not what I did. To do it hand wired is pretty impressive. Like I didn't want to steal anyone's thunder when, when they did it. But remember when uh, when the guitar nerds did like just an array of the little uh, battery Marshall amps, like that was my th- oh, that was okay. my thesis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I did. I put together like fifty of the things. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I don't know if they heard about it or if or if they just you know like kind of like convergent evolution. We came up with the similar concept. You know, so sometimes people 
come up with the same solutions to the same mm-hmm. problem. You know, everybody so, has the same dream at the same time in yeah. different parts of the world. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it's actually an interesting question that I think both of us said that we're not qualified to talk about. Like I hear to, people to, be like, Oh, the, this amp is a class A amplifier. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, the thing, then people be like, Oh, that's a class D amplifier. I'm like, well, I have no idea what that means anymore. So I don't know. The thing I was going to say is I actually f- don't hear about amp classes that much anymore aside from th- it's either things are or aren't class d uh, well what does a class even mean so class class it's it has to do with like amp how the amplifier operates so in a class a operation someone's gonna blow it up but th- someone's gonna tell me why i'm wrong and i missed all the nuances and that's fine it's been a very long time since i've thought about this um but a class a amplifier is something like a Vox amp where all of the, basically all of the tubes are pushing in the same direction. Okay. So in a, so you have like class a, everything's hot all the time in the same direction. That's kind of the way to do it. And some people say, and it produces a very like, a, I can't wait to read people's like yeah, I know. six paragraph comments on this one. Uh, and so it creates like one certain type of harmonic that that's supposedly the Vox magic. Oh, yeah. Crystal lattices. Um, a class AB amp is, and you have one set of tubes that are quote push tubes and one set of tubes that are pull tubes. So basically you have one set of tubes that is like sending out the signal in one phase and another set that's in a different phase, something like that. And that's why like on a lot of amps, you can pull a set of tubes because you can pull, like if you have a four tube amp, Right. You can pull like a pair out and reduce the wattage by half. All right. Because the remaining two tubes will be matched and you can and go. So that's AB. I'm, st- I'm beyond lost at this. So point. like, that's like a classic Fender amp. Okay. Is it class AB cigarette? Class C? I don't know what that is. I've never heard of class C. I don't know if it exists. Let's get straight to, Z- to D. And class D is all of your like super lightweight switch mode amplifier. So all of these amps that came out uh, in the last like, uh, 20 years that so crate power block is like the uh, one of the classic class d amps mm-hmm. uh, all a lot of your quilter stuff maybe all of your quilter stuff i'm not sure uh, a lot of your base amps that are like 400 watts but still weigh like 30 pounds are all class d amps interestingly you've got down below the table a boss katana i don't think the katanas i think those are class a b amps I think they still use like a discrete power section. They don't use the class D mm. power section. So some people say that's why the katanas punch above their weight uh, in terms of tone, but I don't know. So that's, those are the classes pros and cons. I mean, just play with your ears, you know, play with, <laughs> I just realized Steve wasn't wearing his hat. Uh, play like a fool play with uh, what I mean, you know, play with your ears, like listen, you know, a versus say like identifying what you like, might lead you to say like I like class A, mm. but I don't think it's worth worth it to say like oh you got class A is better than A B is better than D like you play what works play what sounds good to you that's jo- all I can say about that. Joe Braga asks, what effect pedal came out of nowhere and surprised you this year? This year surprised um, me. I, it's hard to surprise us anymore. I'm gonna say. Uh, Not a single pedal. You got a single pedal? Yeah, I do. Okay. Well, what I'm going to say is the resurrection of DOD Digitech 
that's not a new pedal per se, but I think, you know, if everyone was trying to figure out what the hell Samsung was going to do with DOD Digitech. And so for them to sell off the brand to court and for court immediately to be like, let's bring back as many of the, like, the renaissance team tom cram and, and yeah. his group fantastic uh i think that was a great move and i think that was a really big great surprise it's not a new product well they, they do have a new product they do have a new product the chthonic mm-hmm. is there another new product or is that not that i'm thing? aware of all right yeah so that's mine yeah what's yours uh this thing shocked me oh yeah the tc electronic combo deluxe 65 yeah it does the amp thing it does the Fender Deluxe sound amp thing here. What surprised me is that this is a $150 pedal. Right. Killer reverb. Mm-hmm. Excellent spring reverb sound in here. It's using a convolution reverb. We need to see more of that. I. The thing that's a bummer about this is you can't just use the reverb. You have to use the amp part Ooh. of it on at the same time. TC Electronic. Just take the reverb out of this and give me a three-knob pedal with one foot switch. And I'll be and make it 150 bucks if you want. And it's just the reverb out of this. Make Isn't it 150, this 150 bucks. bucks. That's what I'm saying. Make it the same price. I won't care. Give me a three knob reverb. That's this reverb, this convolution reverb. Mm-hmm. Mix, dwell, tone, those three controls. And you got yourself a killer surf reverb in here. Just put it in one pedal, three knobs, please. And this convolution thing. I don't understand what that term means. <laughs> What's the other thing I, I have that has a convolution reverb in it? Uh, oh, the Fender, the Fender, uh, uh, the Tone Master. The Tone Master has a convolution reverb in it. Yeah, it's the same. It sounds fantastic. I want to see convolution reverbs, whatever that technology means, whatever that means. Put it in pedals and charge a fair price for it. One hundred and fifty bucks. We talked about what it means before, but I don't. I don't remember. I, I want to say it means it's more like it's just IRs of reverb. Like right, it's the, like a full impulse response yeah, of just a reverb versus just like, you know, belt, that, belt and brick reverb is functionally, if I remember correctly, it's just kind yeah. of delays. If TC Electronic, which is essentially Behringer at this point, if Behringer can build a killer drippy surfy spring reverb for $150 in a cave in China... That's messed up. Then all, I'm referencing Iron Man. Then, oh, okay. <laughs> then someone out there can do the same thing for the similar money and give us some good, good, good affordable reverbs. Just the reverb, 150 bucks, cheaper if you want to. Just this convolution reverb thing. Explore it. Somebody make make pedals with just this thing in it, please. It's all I want. It's all he wants, it's Ryan. All I want. Ryan, what's the next topic? <sighs> I was truly referencing Iron Man. I hope most people got the joke. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie since like 2012. I know. I know. Uh, Greg Straub asked your ideal ugly sweater. I'm always too hot for sweaters. Yeah, I really want an ugly sweater. I probably maybe could get away with an ugly cardigan. Yeah. But I do not currently own any ugly sweaters or cardigans. Uh, I'm going to skip through stuff. Oh. Well, cause some of it's just like react to this photo. Oh yeah. You know? That's not a question. It's gotta be a question. Mel Waldorf from Alameda guitar says less filling tastes great. You'd get to drink a bunch of Miller light. I'm not sure what he's referencing. What, what, I don't know. Tastes what, great. Less filling that. That was like the, I know this is that the Miller light. Lo- I guess so. Uh, Richard Lindsay says, talk about AI. No one's talking about that. And 
uh, Disco Hot Pants for Dogs. For and against. I don't know what Disco Hot Pants for Dogs means. Right. Oh, I think AI could show us if we put in Disco Hot Pants for Dogs into some uh, AI, we no would find thanks. out. Uh, Charlie Johnson. Oh, hold on. The AI thing. My my wife and I had this conversation the other night that like no one's really talking about AI anymore. Is are we just over it? Like we've kind of moved away. Like have we just accepted it's just that a joke now? Are we have we just accepted that like either people are going to use AI art or they're not, and we're just accepting it? I think we are squarely in the space of when you see AI art, it feels low rent. If you can spot it, it's like ah, that's low rent. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Uh, they cheated. You know that's what it feels like. It just seems like, oh, so this was the context we were talking about it in is um, basically somebody, there's a, there's a person that uh, my wife hate watches um, and then we hate talk about him. Uh, and his whole thing is he calls out uh, family vlogs for child exploitation. Okay. But he wanted to, he wanted to, uh, showcase his own child's musical talents on his channel so he used ai to create like a slideshow of his so his whole thing is like if you put a kid on youtube then you're exploiting your kid particularly again in the context of family vlogs where it's like you're forcing your kid to be on camera right you're forcing your kid to be a content creator Uh, against their will yeah so so his whole thing is he had his kid record a song but then all of the art in the all of the pictures, instead of like filming his kid singing the song, he just made us a slideshow. But it was all like AI images of his kid. Huh. So that's, that's like, uh, you know, is this a ethical, a, an ethical way to put know. your kid on YouTube? I think AI is going to end up being the the stuff that like people use to make graphics for their their newsletters and stuff yeah. like that. And anytime like a major corporation that has money is caught using it, it's just gonna be like, come on. Well, there's a whole thing with, you're like, you're, it's like the same thing as using clip art. Like, there's a whole on. thing with sports illustrated, I guess got mad because one of the, one of their publishing houses was using uh, AI, AI to write. write sports illustrated articles, like one of their like third party, whatever's. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else, Somebody called them out to because apparently some of their own internal articles are written by AI. There's also a whole discussion right now where uh, so OpenAI I think is the creator of ChatGPT. I think that's the name of the company. Uh, but Twitter has tried to create a competitor called Grok, and Grok has already gone woke. So there people have like talked to Grok and they're like, "Hey right. Grok, hey Grok, what's the woke mind virus?" And Grok is like. If somebody tells you that you're you're infected with the woke mind virus, it's because they're an idiot. But woke mind virus is like Elon Musk's favorite insult. Right, right. Anyway, that's all I got to say about AI. Ryan, next question. Charlie Johnson asks, what happened to saxophone solos in popular music? The 80s ended? I guess so. Has there... I, I, one, of, one of my 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 fondest television memories is seeing Alf play the saxophone in the intro to the I Alf guess, show. I guess uh, B- Bill uh, Bill He's just uh, like, Bill Gates, Bill Clinton played saxophone on Arsenio Hall. Was that what it was? That was like 1992. Mm. That's the you know it's a great saxophone song. What? Uh, uh, Never say never by Romeo Void. Is there a saxophone in that? Yeah, it's and it's just like it's really simple part, but it just carries it through. Mm. Like it. 
fun song. Oh, okay. I think yeah. I know. I know what part. I know that song. I just oh, don't remember I'm, the part. I'm down for saxophone to come back. It, it became it. Saxophone is amazing, and it sounds fantastic, and it looks amazing on a stage. Uh, I I love the saxophone performance in the Lost Boys movie. Like, <laughs> but it 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 became. It's so good. It became a joke. All right. And it only gets brought back in as a joke, as a self-referencing, like ah, saxophone solo. We need a fresh Kenny G. We need someone to bring fresh life into this instrument and bring it back into the public discourse and the right. public imagination as an extremely sexual and sensual, sensual and exciting uh. instrument. It has an energy to it that Ryan read the next question. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, this could have been an actual topic. Yeah. Justice Gash asks, uh, I know you've covered it a few times, but the split about bands, uh, you have time, but no money when you're young, early in a family life, you have no time or money later. You have some time and money, but are tired. How, <laughs> how to band as aging players. As in, I feel like we covered this in our what's new portion today. I already. know. Right. Well, what I've discovered in recent years and the thing that changed is like, I mean, one it's helpful that I am self-employed. Right. So it's like, you know, there's some buffer in my life that allows me to have some free time. Mm -hmm. But the, the thing that's really changed that allowed me to start doing band stuff again, is my kids just, they're going to bed. Now they have bedtimes. They're sleeping through the night. They're not doing the wake up in the middle of the night, freak out all night sort of right, thing anymore. Right. Uh, we have very few nights like that anymore. When you hit that point where it's like, Oh, the kids are going to be in bed at eight. What am I going to do after eight? I could go do band practice. I could go play a show. Like hitting that point, like opened up that part of my life again, you know? But yeah, when you're young, like re remember just how much we would scrap and like count pennies to do anything. Oh yeah. It's like, oh, can we get, can we get 50 CDs made? How much does that cost? Oh man. It's so weird to think about that now. And I don't know how much of that is like technological advancement. No, we were like, broke. No, I know that. I, I, and that's definitely an aspect of it. I was talking to my kid in the car this morning, actually, about this, that you can get like, so I got these stickers from a um, a, a thing I went to, a, a company, a vendor thing. Uh-huh. Um, and one of them is hol a holographic sticker. And she's like, oh, wow, this holographic sticker is so cool. And I was like, yeah. I was like, if you wanted 50 of those, you could like, it probably cost you like 30 bucks. Right. Like sticker mule will produce like 30, 50 well, if you catch them, stickers. If you catch like them 30. on a sale. You yeah. Know? That's what like, I'm saying. Like you catch it hollows a little more. It's like a dollar 50 when they're on sale. Right. 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 So, or something like 75 cents when they're on sale. So, um, and I don't, if that stuff existed when we were in a band, I didn't know about it. Like the idea that like, it did, we but the, the order numbers were higher, I think. way bigger, yeah. But not that much bigger. No, like, literally, like, what we remember is because we didn't have any money. That's fair. We didn't have any money. Like, if something, if something came up and it was 100 bucks, oh, you want to print, like, 20 CDs, that'll be 100 bucks. We'd be like, how are we going to swing yeah. $100? You know, like, all, all that stuff costs money, and we just didn't have any of it. My whole paycheck was going into put gas in my tank so I could get to band practice. Right, right. And like t-shirts and stuff. I was printing all our t-shirts by hand and, yeah. and all that. Cause yeah. it's like, 
we didn't want to pay for t-shirts to be made. It's not like we were making bank selling the shirts, but it was like we DIY'd everything because I mean, we, we, we only, had more time than money. We weren't making bank on shirts, but we also only made money through right. shirts. But now like we definitely have more money than time. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the flip, but somewhere in the middle, when you first get your kids, it's like, you don't have time or money, so you can't do yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> Except true. for have a guitar podcast and a YouTube channel that you make your whole career, apparently, for some reason. Because <laughs> you don't know any better. I think I figured this thing out. You don't know any better. 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 You don't know any better? I don't know. Maybe I don't have it figured out. You don't have it figured out. <laughs> I need to spend some real time with the mood. All right. What's the next what's the next question, Ryan? Uh let's see what we got here. Um are there any does, does are Ralph Pacheco the second asked, does our families expect us to learn Christmas songs and perform at holiday parties? If so, what songs? They don't. They don't they don't actually want you to play. Yeah. Then no one wants you to, like no one wants you to bust out a guitar and play a holiday song. And if yeah. they do, that person's sick mm -hmm. and you should keep an eye on it. Unless I, I would say the only case where you know your family would want you to do that is if you were known for it already. Yeah, and you better be good. Like, if you, you know, do all the open mics, you know, if you're, if Christmas is your one week of a year where you don't do an open mic, then maybe your family is expecting you to- But even play, then it's like- Christmas songs, entertain if, the family. If no one else is singing, then you shouldn't be doing it. That's fair. Yeah. If everyone is singing, then it doesn't matter. And like you're looking around, like they're loving it. Everyone loves doing this. We're all singing together as a family. Of course, never stop. But if it's like you and like two other people and you're just kind of drunkenly singing through Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, eh, that's probably annoying to everyone else at the party. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. That's, that's something I didn't know when I was young and had an acoustic guitar. I'd roll into parties and start playing and like, I wanted to play guitar and I wanted to have fun, but that's not how other people like to have fun at parties. Yeah. Sorry guys. I still think about that astronaut that took an acoustic guitar up to the space station. What an asshole. <laughs> Are you kidding me? But he probably like got like, that's an important science experiment. No, he, he wanted to play. He wanted to play G. He wanted to play Blackbird for his Instagram account and zero G like that's, you know, like if I, if I got to go to the space station and I totally would, if I had the opportunity, mm -hmm. yeah, I'd take a guitar, but I, you know, it'd be electric and I'd have headphones and I'd just be like, I'm over here playing. And if I wanted to play a song for, for the, the camera, then I'd just hook it up. Somehow. Somebody asked the other day when you were going to like film a demo in space. When someone wants to fund it, I guess, put me in space. I'll go to space. What's that next question, Ryan? Um, Joshua K. Frazier says me. He wants us to talk about him. He always wants us to talk about him. I don't yeah. really, I don't know. Yeah. I, give us something to talk about, Joshua. Give, give us something, something to, to talk, talk about. about. Uh, then the last question, Tom Kelly says, Steve, the otter who doesn't have time for the podcast. Steve, the otter is a fun meme. I do have one other question that was brought up that I dropped somewhere. I sent it to you. We can do a real short take I on it. I episode is long. I know it's fine. 
No one. We've only got 24 minutes left on uh, the card. We'll make it. I hope. Um, so the Wampler germanium tumblinus thing all just happened a couple weeks ago. Uh huh. That's the whole topic. That that whole. What's your the quick, very rapid fire? The question is: When brands make limited edition things, should they hike their prices? No. If they are, like, do you think Brian Wampler is sitting around going like, man? I probably could have sold the germanium tumnuses for like two fifty instead of one eighty. No, I they have to they have they have to maintain the branding and the yeah. the, the price structuring is part of branding. You think there's a you think there's like so right because right now like Blake uh, posted about this the other day where people are getting get mad. People used to get would get mad at Chase Bliss. People are now getting mad at Brian uh, at Wampler Pedals and the Wampler Pedals brand in general. Uh, because they're not making enough of these units to to meet demand, and so people are scalping them. Don't buy from scalpers. If you stop yeah. buying from scalpers, it won't be a problem. They people are scal- scalpers. Scalpers won't be motivated to to try to flip things. People if- are scalping because people are buying from scalpers. If you stop buying from scalpers, they will stop buying just to flip things. Yeah, it's easy. Just don't do it. Yeah, like it, the, the, Brian Wampler has no control over people trying to buy something and flipping. He could raise the price to a thousand dollars per pedal, and if a scalper thought the, that someone would buy it, he'd still the scalper would still buy it and try to flip it for two thousand. Like and, and it doesn't then, change anything. And then people would just be mad that like there. I think you could raise prices to an extent, but at some point, people are gonna it's gonna like flip, and people are like oh, this person is just making limited edition pedals to take advantage of their fan base. No. Right. Like I know a lot of people Well, the, the, the manufacturers make things to sell. Yeah. I, manufacturers make things to sell. They would, they, of course they want you to buy it. Yeah. I'm sure uh, everyone at the Wampler team is overjoyed that that product sold out. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Like that's the goal is to sell your product is not to take advantage. If, if, if you have so much hype in your heart that you are buying things from scalpers, that's a problem with you. Yeah, that's not a problem with the, the the brand manufacturing it. They didn't do anything to you. And, and I think at its core, and maybe this will be the last word at its core, like that's my issue with it is unless a pedal has a very specific functionality. I guess I could see like if Chase Bliss said we're not making any more automatones, all of them on the used market just skyrocketed. And you were like, well, I was saving up and I thought I would eventually buy one one day i could see being like frustrated no and, one needs and an- kind of like hold on and kind of like emotionally sure. frustrated well, i missed my chance frustrated yeah. you know like that but when wampler or again like the nauticlon kind of had this or a lot of these other things like even like people freaked out about people freak out about the limited edition chase plus now the chase plus stuff maybe is more unique but a lot of this stuff it's like it's just silly to me and even in the case of like something like the automaton that's genuinely unique or some of the other chase bliss limiteds people act like whether or not they own this pedal was the thing that was going to catapult them into superstardom. You were probably like me, a mediocre at best musician and whether or not you own your dream pedal, you will still be like me a mediocre at best no, musician. No pedal's going to make you a star. You know what's going to make you a star? 
nepotism. Get on it. <laughs> like, like, stop sitting around being lazy. Have a rich relative. It's that easy. Just do yeah. it. And I don't mean to be dismissive that way, but I think when people, it's all, it's fine to be bummed about not buying, get buying the cool thing. Right. Be bummed for like a week. Be annoyed that it's being scalped. But when you're calling out the manufacturers because they they didn't price an item high enough to limit demand, and I know this is come this episode, that's just that's on you. This episode is coming out uh, uh, two weeks after that whole situation. Yeah, there. the stuff that I was seeing pop up on the Wampler Facebook group was embarrassing. Like, oh, there was a whole bunch of of posts I saw popping up with people trashing on JHS for the nauticlon. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, suck it. JHS. Now we've got this. It's so much like grow up like that. The, the fandom that I saw going on on the Walter page were people being upset about the selling out and then also being so aggressive towards other brands, JHS included really, really immature. Like I know, I'm sure a lot of you were just trying to have fun or whatever, but some of you seem to like be taking it really seriously. And I, I, I was, I was embarrassed to be part of the guitar gear online community when I saw some of these posts because it was, it was not cool. So, anyways, in, enjoy your germanium tumnuses, guys. If you yeah. got one, don't buy anything from scalpers. Starve them out. They'll eventually sell them because they don't actually want them. They'll eventually sell them at normal prices and, if you don't buy them. And also, there's a germanium tumnus deluxe coming out soon. If you wanted to know about that, like I do, maybe you should get on the Wamper Wamper the Wampler mailing list. Womp it up over there. We got 18 minutes left on the card. All right. Can we do this? This ad ad was sent by Eric Rosenblum about this listing. This is a custom made mini strat named Cerberus. The body and the neck is from an early Squire model. The tailpiece and the bridge is custom made. It has a single DiMarzio HA2 noiseless pickup and a blendable. You're going to make it Steve? Easy. pickup underneath the tail. It's the enchilada man for some extra time. This guitar has incredible sustain and plays great. Comes with gig bag. That is the back of a Squire. All right. That is the neck of a Squire. Okay. I bet this is a... That is a tailpiece. All right. That's like a Bigsby tailpiece. That's like that surface mount Bigsby tailpiece. Is that what's going on there? Yeah. Okay. It's like a Sorkin bridge. I don't know. Bigsby Sorkin bridge. If you say so, I'll take your word for it. I put, one, like of the, I put of, one of those on the Epiphone SL. It's like a trapeze thing. Right, right. At its core. Um, I'm wondering, this is a whole vibe. This is a whole look. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. I saw it, the, the pick guard is like a representation of a manhole cover. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think it looks, it looks really you cool. You love this. I don't, I don't know if that is something they had printed for this guitar or if that is like a found piece of material that they were like, this will make an excellent pick guard. Either way, I think it's cool. I think okay. this is a cool look. I don't know that they've got various, they got two different knobs on here. They have another piece for the control plate. I don't know. I, for 250 local pickup, this lending it listed has this listing has ended. It says, so I don't think it's sold, but for 250, uh, it's, it's probably too high considering the make of the original parts. But I don't know. Yeah. I think there's some some fun details here. I like looking at it. I think this is like um like a '90s Squire. So this oh, is totally like it's like an Affinity or a Bullet yeah. or something like that. 
Um, if it was probably a hardtail. Oh, if it was a hardtail, then it was probably a bullet. Yeah, it, it is a hardtail. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I see that now. Um, I yeah, aesthetically, I think this is a really kind of. I think this is maybe interesting at one seventy five. This is a guitar that I could see a Ninja Tur- Turtle playing. Sure. Like, sure. like it's, it's themed just right. Like you think Ner- Ninja Turtles guitar, you think there's going to be Ninja Turtles on it. No, a Ninja Turtle is not going to play a guitar that has a Ninja Turtle on it. They're going to play a sewer themed guitar. And this is it. Dude, look at this bridge. But I know about the bridge. That is bizarre. It's not. It's that like weird. they took a tailpiece and then slotted it, it. It does look handmade. But at first I thought it was that the, that, uh, prototype that they now use on the custom shop Fender Jazzmaster. No, no. It, it looks like it, you might be right. They might've taken, I think they took a chunk of metal and, and they ground it down to be their yeah. own bridge, but it kind but of it, fits it, in with the overall vibe. It does. It's, it's a rowdy street guitar and yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. I just watched, um, into the spider verse across the spider. Yeah. What'd you think? Um, and I feel like this is like right. hedging in on that spider punk territory. I I liked it. I I kind of I think I think I, both I the movies the, are great. I had the ending spoilered ahead of time, but despite having if you waited like nine despite months, despite having it. the ending spoilered, like I was still like I was waiting for it, and I was still surprised when. But it it's happened. not even the ending; it's they're turning it into. Well, I'm saying the ending yeah. of that movie. Okay. All right. All right. Um. All right, man. Adventurers Club. We. The topic went so long. I know that did anyone even watch this whole thing? I, if you made it to the end, congratulations. Tell us in the comments. Uh, manhole. I think it's, I think it's, you think it's mini manhole. I don't know. We got man-made. We got the fool. We said man-made was out. Is man-made back man-made then? is out. So it's either the full, the fool or manhole. Congratulations, Eric. Manhole. Last last one. I'm I'm picking it because I'm glad we're done. I'm ready to rest. Oh my gosh. That's that's <laughs> mean, but that's not okay. mean. I think Eric, I don't think Eric's won yet. So congratulations, congratulations, Eric. Eric. Uh if you wanna win, send in ads to 60 cycle humcast at screen at g 60 cycle humcast at gmail.com. Screenshots are appreciated because sometimes the listings expire before we see them. So please take screenshots of your ads. Uh, connect them to their e- to the emails and go oh. from there. This um, I don't want to deal with the download. Let's see if I can get this. Um, here we go. Here we go. This um, tell us about the song, Steve. This song is from Pablo. He says we are called Duck Punch. We are from Mexico. Quetararo, I don't know. Duck Bunch. Love the show. Thanks. This song is called Monotonia. Monotonia. Días que odio a la gente 
want to I want to talk about the lyrics for a little while. Okay. I didn't understand any of them. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. I I always, you know, it's I think one of the more humbling things about this show is when is the fact that there's people outside. Really that that anybody listens to it, but it's also like seriously that you know, living in a space uh where I like I can read a little bit of Spanish, but I can't speak it. Um, and living in a country where being bilingual is unless, unless you were English first language, being bilingual is kind of like frowned upon in some ways. Um, unfortunately, in a lot of ways, uh, I think this is really cool. And I really appreciate this song coming in. And I learned that Ketatardo, which I'm probably butchering is a city in Mexico. And it's also the name of a state in Mexico province or whatever they have. I, I love listening to music that is in a, a language that I don't know because it's like a, it's like an instrumental to me <laughs> when the song, when, okay. When that song first started, I wanted to make the joke, Ryan, it's your new wave goth band. They've kicked you out and sent in this song. <laughs> uh, I really like that. I really like yeah, that vibe, that, that whole uh, kind of cure-ish yeah. uh, sound. Like, so. Sometimes they're like, I get this a lot when I'm like watching a movie or a show and there's the closed captions on Mm -hmm. and the closed captions will start saying like start showing the the lyrical content of background music. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, that song's so stupid. Isn't it? Like this (laughs) is so stupid. Listen to another language. There's nothing to critique there. It's just like, you just listen to the music. It's just pure music. I have no idea if those lyrics were good or bad. I bet they were, they were excellent, but it just, it sounded good to me. So I liked it. Thanks for sending it in and stay grounded. Bye, everybody. Happy Merry Holiday time, Solstice.